Hey Mavens, welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. We're really excited about this week's episode. Our guest today is a salon owner. She has 25 girls on her team, which is amazing. She's a cosmetologist and also a social media maven. So we're really excited to chat with her. But before we get into the episode, we just wanted to give a huge shout out to all of you who have been sharing our podcast with your friends. It really, really means the world to us. And we just love seeing how it's impacting you and your business. So thank you so much for sharing on your stories, on your Instagram, or just chatting about it with your friends. It's really, really helpful. And we're so grateful. So thank you all. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Hi, Mavens. We have Sam Hurst in the studio today. She's 27 years old and is from our hometown, Ogden, Utah. And she's married and has the cutest two-year-old little boy named Rockwell. She's been doing hair for almost 10 years now and has clients that travel over 2,000 miles to get their hair cut and colored by her. Together with her husband, she owns a salon called Blush Beauty & Co. in downtown Ogden. She works extremely hard to have a safe space for creatives to come and work and create. It has been open for just over a year now and is thriving in the heart of Ogden. She oversees 25 incredibly talented women working at Blush and couldn't be more proud of her team. She has her cosmetology license through the OWATC and an elementary education degree from the U of U, which, by the way, she earned a full-ride four-year scholarship for doing hair to the U. She has invested over $4,000 this year alone on continued education and has received special certificates in balayage, salon ownership, extensions, coloring, cutting, social media, and advertising, so many more. So please welcome to the podcast, Sam Hurst. Thanks, guys. We're so happy to have you today. We're so excited. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. So we always start our episodes with our high lows of the week. So I'm going to start. My high this week was that I went to Yosemite National Park in California, and we did Half Dome which was so pretty, but when we were hiking up, we left at, like, we started our hike, it was probably, like, 6 a.m., so it was still dark, but we saw three bears. Oh, my gosh. It, there was a mom, and it was, it was like, dark enough that we, like, I tried to take a picture, but I couldn't get a picture, but there was the mama bear, and she was, like, right next to the trail, and she was just looking at us. She was, like, so chill, and then she, we just thought it was just one bear, and then she started walking down the hill, like, away from us. And then we saw her two cubs start following her. And they were so cute. It was crazy. I never scary. That was scary. But they, I know it was, it was kind of scary because it was a mom. But she was just, she didn't even care. But apparently the bears in Yosemite are black bears, not grizzlies or something. So they're, like, nice. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's cute, though. So you're, like, not allowed to have pepper spray or anything. So you, like, can't. Defend yourself, yeah. Oh, yeah, bear spray. Um, And then my low was that we drove to and from, (laughs) and it was (laughs) ten and a half hours, and I haven't done a long road trip in a long time, and it was pretty brutal. Wait, didn't you just drive back from Texas for 24 hours? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But this was different, because there was, like, I don't remember how many, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of us crammed in a car. Texas, it was just me and Zach. Oh, yeah. It's a little different. And we, like, stopped. This was just straight through all through the night. That was funny. Yeah. Okay. What about you? My high and low. I didn't think about this before. So, my high. My low would be this weekend, me and my husband decided to get really organized. But we spent the whole weekend cleaning out our garage, which is not fun. And but it looks good. It does look good. I guess I'm glad that it's done, but it was not fun in the middle of it, and it took a whole weekend. So that'd be my low. My high would be, I don't know, I feel like I always talk about my nails, but I just got them done today, and they're <laughs> so cute again. Aren't they cute? They're, they're so, so cute. cute. They have a snake going across them. 
like Kirsten is so nails. good at what she does. Yeah, I'll have to post. I posted it on my story. I was going to say, I saw it on your story. They're if you guys so saw cute. them, then you know how cute they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's my high. Yeah. Okay. What about turn? you? Yes. Well, my high would be my big sister got married this week. Aww. Yeah, it was so beautiful. It was, like, the perfect day, and that was good it's good that they're it's exciting for her. done and over with my low would probably be yesterday morning I was getting a shirt out from my closet and a spider dropped down oh no. shit. <laughs> it almost Ew. touched me and I screamed and my husband came running oh I hate spiders oh I hate spiders so it dropped down like in between my shirts like as I was like moving to grab a oh shirt uh-huh. oh I feel sick just talking about it and I, I think I need to burn my whole closet. <laughs> I'm afraid oh. there's going to be I more. feel like whenever I see a spider, I'm like, I can't go in that room for like, no. until I forget nope. that I saw a spider in there. Because, yeah. Ugh. My so husband creepy. thought I died. Yeah, that is scary. Oh, I hate spiders. I know, me too. Well, happy Halloween to you. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember, Kristen, when we found that baby snake? It was Oh and my gosh. And that huge spider. Oh. We, I put, do we that. put it on our Instagram story, so some of you might have seen it, but we found a snake and Maddie was screaming, so I come running downstairs. <laughs> I kid you not, it was the size of a crayon. It was so <laughs> tiny, but skinnier. It was so tiny. It was still squirmy like a snake. <laughs> so tell us what inspired you to get started in the beauty industry. Just your story, basically. I have wanted to do hair since I was a teeny tiny little girl. Um, my mom makes fun of me. I would ask for dolls based on how good their hair was to play with. Oh, cute. And, cute. like, my first, my favorite doll was my American Girl doll that looked like me. Yeah. And I would just play with her hair nonstop. I and my that. sisters would want to be, like, playing dolls, and I just was playing with their hair. <laughs> um, so I've always wanted to do hair. And then at Ogden High School, you can go to hair school and high school at the same time. And so they'll cool. pay for it. So I got on that. But the list, it's kind of hard to get into. Like, they only take a certain amount a year. Yeah. So um, I got on the list in ninth grade. When I went to high school, I went in in ninth grade. Okay. So I went to junior high, or it was middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth. And then I went to high school in ninth grade. Yeah. So it's not like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. It used to be really weird. Yeah. So I got on the list in ninth grade. And then during my 10th grade year, they told me I would be up next. So a week after my 10th grade year ended, I got to start hair school and I went full time during the summers, which is 40 hours a week, just like a job. And then during the school year, I went part time and I could drop classes at high school. So anything that was like an elective hair school covered. So I didn't have to do any electives. I just had to do my core classes. So that it was nice because so I got it all cool. done. So nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish so I, I encourage like a lot of girls that they're thinking about doing that to do that while yeah. they're in high school because it's free. And you get both yeah. done at the same time. My negative to that was I didn't have A day, B day like the other girls did. Mm-hmm. Ogden High didn't do that. So I went half day to both. And so it was a lot of back and forth. And it was exhausting. But it was definitely worth it. Yeah. So um, I graduated hair school and high school at the exact same time. So I was like, that was mentioned at my high school graduation. And I was one of the only ones to do that. But I had to do a lot of hours. And back then, I feel old saying that <laughs> back then. Um it was, I was 16 when I started, and it was 2,000 hours, and now it's only 1,600, and 400 hours doesn't seem like that much, but it's a lot. that is a lot, yeah. Yeah. so girls these days are well, it's like getting out weeks, a lot quicker. right, mm-hmm. if it's full-time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I was only part-time, and you're part-time. Time. So it was, you know, half a year longer than That's normal. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got to do both of those at the same time, and then um, I thought I was going to be done. But then the U of U offered a scholarship to me. And so I did get a degree, but I started doing hair right out of high school at a salon and just rented a booth and slowly built my clientele and went to college at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I got my degree, but I don't use it. I still focus on hair. Yeah. So you started out booth renting. Mm -hmm. Right out the door. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Were you working part-time or just school? Like, how were you I was lucky enough. So I didn't have to pay for anything. I mean, I was an 18-year-old girl living with my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I was still using a car that they let me use. Um, and so I, and I didn't have to pay for school. I didn't have to pay for books. I didn't have to pay for anything because of my scholarship. Mm-hmm. So, but I had to commute to Salt Lake yeah. a lot. Um, and so I was able to save the money that I had. And 
luckily for me, I had enough family and friends that came to me that I never went in the hole with booth rent. There were weeks where I broke even yes. with mm-hmm. my booth rent and my products and stuff. But for the most part, I always made something. So I just saved and then bought a car. And then slowly as my clientele built, I saved more and did it from there. That's awesome. That is cool. Thanks. So you were booth renting. You mm-hmm. got your degree. When mm-hmm. did you decide that you wanted to open your own studio? What was that process like? So I kick myself all the time because when I was in college, I thought about a business major because I always have wanted to own a salon. But I just, I took a couple business classes and I hated them. (laughs) They were so boring. Oh, I hated them. So I was like, no, I'll get my second favorite thing. And I love kids and I love teaching or the idea of teaching. Actually, teaching is not Not as fun. No. And it was paid for, and I was like, it'll be such a great backup, like, if I ever need it in the future, and if anything, it'll just make me a better mom and wife, and, you know, because they do take, they make you take a lot of other classes that help well-round you. Um, But I always had the intentions of opening a salon. I was dating my husband, and, um, well, at the time, boyfriend, who's now my husband, Mm -hmm. but I knew he wanted to be a doctor, And so I wasn't too concerned with opening a salon because I was always planning on following him wherever that, wherever his dream led us. Yeah. Um, And then we decided to have a baby in um, 2016. He was born in September of 2016. And that changed everything for us and for him. Um, He loved being a dad. He was in his final, he had taken the MCAT. He's so smart, you guys. He got in the 96th percentile. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of the MCAT? Yes. Holy. He's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, you kind of know with yeah. Trevor, what that means. So, yeah, that's intense. And he's so smart. But he was doing all of his hours working with doctors, working with Dr. Mosinger and mm-hmm. doctors like that, you know. And he was in the wound care clinic a lot and doing all of his hours. And he just one day came home and was like, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, You're joking, right? He's like, I don't want to do this. I love being a dad and a husband and having a family and this lifestyle, it's not what I want. The idea of it all and actually being a doctor sounded amazing, but what comes along with it and the time and the, I mean, we were talking 10 years from then just finishing school and maybe residency, maybe, yeah, and being in hundreds of thousand dollars of debt and who knows where in the country. Yeah. And he just was like, nope. Oh my gosh. Well, at least he... Knew then I know. before he started med school. That's what I, said. I would have been like, uh, yeah, you gotta keep going. <laughs> if yeah. he was in med school, exactly. And we'd been saving to help us get through med school. Yeah. So we, he turned to me and said, "Let's open your salon." And I was really, I couldn't find a salon where I felt really at home. My first salon I was at, I loved. I was there for years and years, but I just felt stagnant there. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them just do the same cuts and colors, same clients, like no changing, no continuing education, and I just felt in a rut. Yeah. And then I moved to another salon and it just didn't feel quite as homey as I needed it to be. It wasn't the most positive environment. Mm -hmm. And so we moved forward to create that safe space I was looking for that I didn't feel existed yet. So he jumped forward on, he jumped ship and got on board with me. (laughs) I love that. I love supportive husbands. So great. So so you guys work together. Mm -hmm. So what does he do at the salon? Is he there every day? Is it mostly from home? So now that it's been open like a year, he's there less mm-hmm. and m- runs things from home more often. Um, but it's split pretty 50-50. Um, he does, he's the numbers guy. He's like the business side of everything. So I have all these ideas and he reels me back in and says, you know, okay, let's put it to paper and see how it would actually work. Let's see how the numbers would come out and everything. So he's very much like the rational Mm-hmm. keeps us on track guy mm-hmm. yeah if he let every idea i had go we'd be <laughs> that's what me and maddie need someone to uh-huh. keep us rational uh-huh. like, let's do this. Let's he's do this. so good <laughs> he also deals with the if there has to be any type of management with the women yeah um which we really we're so blessed we just have such a good group of girls there really isn't any but if anything ever happens he's the one to just be like hey you know this is what we expect and that's it's awesome. Nice. So I don't really nice. Yeah. Because yeah, I have to still be there every day. You know, they're yeah. They're my as much as I wear the business owner hat, the salon owner hat, I also wear just a stylist hat and a friend hat, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to change those out at random times. So it's nice because he's kind of the 
lay down the law guy. That is so, it helps. so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to bring one of our husbands yeah. on board. <laughs> because at this time, we're like, okay, Maddie, you deal with it. Okay, now it's my turn to deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it's not fun. No. That's really it's cool. Hard. Yeah. So, but 25 girls, that's a, that's a lot, lot of, girls of girls to manage. I know. I know. It's a lot. Our most booth rent or commission or half so and half. So, we discussed at length what we were going to do, and we went with, we are booth rent only. Cool. And it's the best thing we could have ever done, because within our business, there's a bunch of little businesses, so yeah. they care just as much as we do, because they don't, su- like, Blush doesn't succeed without them succeeding, and they don't succeed if Blush doesn't succeed, if that makes sense. Yeah. And when they're in charge of running their own business, they're in charge of all their own clientele, all their own pricing, everything, it makes them step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. And run their business like they need to, which helps the whole salon thrive. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's just a really good team rental. And then I don't have to be anybody's actual boss. Yeah. yeah. It just is the nice. front desk girls. So do you, and I don't even know how I want to phrase this, but do you have anything, like any like blush standards that you expect mm-hmm. them all to uphold or Yeah. So we like have that? little mini contracts that are just basically what they can expect from us and our end of the deal, but what we also expect from them. So it's things that we provide, like the front desk, we provide the booking system for them, we provide back bar for them, we provide um, all that kind of stuff. We provide the retail that they retail. Uh-huh. And then we give them commission on that. That's the only part. But. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of our end of the deal. Their end of the deal is how they dress every day, how they act. So it's just professional appearance, professional you know how they act and carry mm-hmm. themselves um and then just the cleanliness each girl is in charge of their own booth and so we i this is my one i'm really strict about cleanliness mm-hmm. because i've worked in places that were not clean and it's really hard to work in and you just feel i don't know it's just not good so that's my strictest is yeah how it looks as a whole and so each girl cleans their station at the end of the day so if you were to walk by at any time it it's it feels clean and it looks clean and inviting and yeah it makes for a better team environment too yeah when your neighbor is just as clean as you are yeah we are big on that too (laughs) that makes me happy I hate like and I mean we don't do hair here Mm -hmm. but just for an example like I hate going to a hair salon and there's just like hair all over the ground Mm -hmm. you're like color everywhere don't touch me (laughs) yeah yeah so that helps and just the I've I've gone to salons where they don't get do their make like the stylists themselves don't have their hair or makeup done and they're just in like yoga clothes or yeah whatever and to me I want to present myself in a way that you're gonna walk in and be like oh she takes her business seriously yeah and she's gonna take my head of hair serious you know mm-hmm. and you can trust that oh she looks good she cares about it I'm gonna be okay yeah yeah you know so that's how I feel I get my lashes extensions filled every single week because I'm like how can I sell <laughs> lash extensions and like make people want them if mine look like crap so I have a standing appointment with Maddie Howard <laughs> every single Monday at 2 o'clock, and she does my lashes every week. That's amazing. And they always look amazing. They do. <laughs> they look so good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. So, are, how have you, like, what's your hiring process like? Because I feel like it's hard to find, I mean, I guess with booth renting it is a little different, but it's hard to find people who, mm-hmm. like, care about your brand as much as you do like how have you known when someone was a good fit have you ever like had to fire someone like things like that that yes. aren't fun to talk about but like let's that get into some of that yeah. yeah yeah um I asked like 10 questions no, that's <laughs> good. I got it I gotcha um so I actually went I have like this hair idol do you guys have like a lash or face or whatever idol that yes. you just like literally worship yeah it's kind of embarrassing but um her name is Jamie C she's pretty little ombre on Instagram, uh-huh. I went back east to Connecticut and took a class all on how to own a salon. Um, because two of my biggest struggles were find your tribe, yeah, and how to run a front desk. I cannot even tell you how hard it is to run the front desk and to teach people to run it how you need it. Yes, because of again with twenty five people, that's a lot of phone calls and that's a lot of you know stuff going on throughout yeah. the day. So is everyone's sorry? You're fine. Everyone's, like, booking system, they're booking through you. No one has their own. So, it's... Have you guys heard of Vagaro? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have Vagaro. So, everybody has it on their phone, so they can do their own, but then it's linked up 
I am the one who pays for the system, so they're all on mine. So you can see everybody at all times. Okay, yeah. So a lot of us do both. Like, sometimes the front desk will call, especially my girls that are building. Yeah. They are, like, give them all to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then if they get a DM on Instagram or a text from a referral, they can also book. Yeah. And then it it immediately syncs and updates, so you're not going to double book in the same spot. Like, it immediately, if I book it on the front desk, it notifies their phone, actually. It sends them, like, a little. Yeah. So that's really nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I went back east and took this class, and I think one of the biggest things I learned was the find your tribe. Even though we're a rental, it's still just as important um, to find people that flow with the brand. I think you can control it more when you're commission-based, yeah, and you can control kind of what they're doing, um, but I didn't want that. I wanted the variety. I just wanted it to flow with um, what Blush was trying to do. So... I started hiring. It took a long time to get all my booths filled. And then as we, like, made adjustments in the salon, we added a couple booths mm-hmm. where they fit better and whatnot. And so slowly we've filled up our booths. Um, but just through the inter- the interview process, I have, like, a really long list of questions. And um, I do two separate interviews. So I have them come back and we talk about more. Um, how they present themselves at the interview, I go and stalk them beforehand, like mm-hmm. stalk them. Um, their work is up to standard because we're trying to be a high-end salon in Ogden, and I don't feel those exist. Salt Lake, they do a little bit more, but Ogden doesn't have like a higher-end yeah. yeah. salon. So we're looking for those kind of vibes. Um, how they feel about working with the team, because in a booth rental mindset, you're your own business. No, you don't work for anybody. You you know, you can get in that kind of, it's all about me. I just come here and work and go home. But we're more of like a team rental. So we're still trying to have those team vibes. Um, and just how I think the girls will flow. A lot of it, I go off my gut. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's 99% right. You know, yeah. we're yeah. always wrong sometimes. But, and then my husband's there. Um, and he gets, he's very like, good about the I'm more like the personality questions what do you feel about this and how do you feel about continuing education and you know and he's just like what do you do to do sales what do you do to run your business how do you promote yourself how do you he's very good about those yeah. kind of things yeah so together we found I mean seriously the most amazing girls ever that's so cool yeah that's but so it's cool. hard I have turned people away mm-hmm. um I have had to let somebody go and that was really really hard yeah um, lots of tears, lots and lots of tears. They just, you know, sometimes it has to be in the best interest of everybody. And sometimes that, you know, best interest, even of for them is a different place. Yeah. Um, but overall we've done really well to find our tribe. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Thanks. So you have an assistant mm-hmm. and front desk girls and those are different. Yes. So can you explain the different roles? Yes. And this, let me back up just a little bit to kind of give you more um, background. Mm-hmm. So Sam is different than Blush, Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when I'm working, I'm just wearing a stylist hat. I work for Blush, Yeah. if that makes sense. And the way our taxes run, we like pay ourselves out. Like Sam pays Blush, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have an assistant that works under me as Sam. And then Blush has three front desk girls. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I have an assistant, Jade, and she's the most incredible human being on the planet. She seriously is amazing. You guys would love her. Um, she's been with me since January, and that was one of the best decisions I ever made um, for my personal business. Mm-hmm. So she's there with me from start to finish. Usually she even gets there before, and she has, like, all my stuff out and my water ready to go. Oh, I need one of those. Oh, yeah. Jade, where you at? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and she gets paid hourly from Sam, so I have a separate payroll for her. Okay. And then the front desk girls are strictly there to help blush go around like we don't survive without them so they answer all of our phones greet every client let us know when we like when our next ones are here they get Mm -hmm. them drinks they keep towels going the never ending towels (laughs) going they clean up they make sure that the salon's running smooth at all times they're also there to give aid to the stylist if that makes sense yeah so they like every now and then if we're running behind one will be like kayla go can you wash her out for me or whatever yeah so, um, two do hair and both assist in the salon and one does not do hair. 
So the one that doesn't do hair, she's more of like the manager. She even trained the other two. So she kind of does, she has a lot more on her plate as far as like, I've trained her how to do my product orders. I don't even have to do product orders anymore. She does all my inventory. Oh, it's amazing. But it's taken us a lot of hours to get to that point. So she does all my inventory, all my product orders, everything. So a lot more is on her plate. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with like on Wednesdays, a lot of the deliveries get there. So Brindley will put the products in on the shelves and get, you know what I mean? But they have different responsibilities. So it's nice when Brindley or Maya are there because they can um, help out with the girls a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. And they can jump in and they feel comfortable. Yeah. So, but they like every now and then we'll be like, we're starving. Go get us food. (laughs) They'll run and get food or they'll put it in an order or whatever. Like they seriously just save our butts. Yeah. So, but I would say this is the longest group of girls we've had. We go, I think it's normal. I hope it's normal. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it is, but we've gone through um, three receptionists before this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and at first we just had one, and I think we burnt her out within the first, like, two months. Like, one receptionist. Was all she full-time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I just don't think that was smart. And then we got two, and both of them just bigger, better opportunities. Do they just alternate, or are they there at the same time? They alternate. Okay. All of them alternate. So we only have one there at, at a time. time right now. Um, we would love to have more eventually, but <laughs> just one right now. Um, and then we got two and both of them just had awesome opportunities, you know, being a front desk receptionist at a salon isn't their end goal. Yeah. So they just had bigger, better. And then we've had these three girls the longest and it's perfect cause they're either assisting and wanting to get into a booth or like Kayla who does the majority, she's going to college right now. So it's perfect. It works great with her. We work around her schedule make sure she's good to go. So. Yeah. It's nice. That yeah, is so that cool. Such a nice job to have. Like, right yeah, it's yeah. so fun. I, I think know. it's fun. So I have a question. Um, you don't. You, we can edit this out if you don't want to <laughs> no, answer you're fine. it. You're fine. But um, so is most of your income coming through the booth renters? Like, is that paying for your front desk girls, or is it like your appointments? So we treat it very separately. I would say blush is like a. What's the word? Not subsidized. Not subsidized. (laughs) What's an added word? Okay, so let me start over with that. I would say blush is like an additional income in our home. So, again, separate the two. They wear two separate hats. So Sam has always been one, like, I always make my own money, and that's my contribution to my family. So So your appointments don't go into blush? At all. We keep them 100% separate. Dang. None of my money goes back into blush. That's cool. Yeah. So, and that helps with, t- when taxes, you guys, everything, taxes rule that. the world. <laughs> yeah. So when you own a business, you guys know how it works. So I have to keep it 100%, 100% separate so that it's easy and cut and dry at the end each year. That is genius. We're definitely a smaller scale, but mine and Kristen's appointments, just to like put this into perspective for people I who don't it. own a salon, we don't take home our own money. Our business, Beauty Mavens Collective, is from us doing appointments. Yeah. Or like if someone sells retail, which whatever, but like the majority of our business, everything that how we've started it and how we've grown, we haven't ever had to take out loans or anything, but it's just from our work. So we're right. not taking home very much money because right. we just pay ourselves. And I've always wondered that, too. Like, I always wonder how other people do yeah, it, just so because each business is... So different. Uh-huh. I think what... So we do take home money from Blush. It's not a ton right now, and we mostly put a lot back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, how Blush runs is we have our booth renters, yeah. and that pays all the bills. So it's going to pay our lease. It's going to pay the receptionist. It's going to pay for um, all the utilities, which utilities alone on that place it's ridiculous um (laughs) so it pays all the bills plus some so it's not a ton some but it plus some so we then take that and split it to a pot that goes for anything that needs to go back to the salon we're always like trying to do improvements and as as we've opened we're like oh we need a sink here oh i need a label on our back door because people come in through the back door like I didn't even think of that. Like, yeah. we're just slowly upgrading and, you know, so, and then some of that goes to our home money. Mm-hmm. Where our big income comes from is our retail. So that's another income for Blush. But we, I remember being a stylist and selling product and getting nothing back. I was one of the top sellers at my salon and I got nothing. 
mm-hmm. like 10%, I think. And I was selling thousands of dollars a product a month. And so something we do at ours is it's tiered. Yeah. So they have goals and they can cap out at 30% of the product they sell. Wow. That's amazing. And so, but what people don't understand is that means we take home 70, right? We take home 70%, but we don't because 50 yeah. of that 70 goes back into replacing. Well, and you had to pay 50 to buy it. Exactly. So you're only taking 20. Yes, exactly. But then you got taxes. <laughs> exactly. So luckily our Vigaro keeps all those separate. So taxes go into a separate account and my husband just pays those quarterly. So we have sales tax all done up. Like, sorry, <laughs> we have sales tax all done and everything. So that just goes separate and comes out like every month. I think he would be the one to tell you that. But, um, so then we pay the girls out. Not everybody reaches the 30%. Um, but we, we do have our girls all selling the same stuff, you know, mm-hmm. as a team salon and we, um, just give back as much as they put into it. So quite a few of ours get a 30%. I mean, we're cutting big checks every quarter. So oh, a you quarter quarterly. every three months. Yes. Okay. Cause we run all of our stuff quarterly anyways. So at the end of each month we post what they're at and help the girls cause they want to see where they're at and they they can push themselves to see what they get to. So it starts at like zero to two fifty or yeah, zero dollars to two hundred fifty dollars gets nothing, mm-hmm. and oh. then two fifty to or zero to one. I can't remember. <laughs> I I can pull it up. That's okay. That's why I just yeah. want to go the so top. Then, because... and then, uh, I don't even know ours. <laughs> and then they slowly build up. So ten, fifteen, twenty, and then from twenty it just jumps up to thirty. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so my other question was: How do you, besides the fact that they make more money, they have this tiered system? Is there anything else that you do to either incentivize the girls or like get them to sell? Yes. Besides the fact that they're making, supplementing their income? So a big thing we do is they, we stock them. Like the more they sell, the more free product we give them to use on their clients. Cause when you're a booth rent, you provide everything yourself. So the only thing that we're providing for them is their back bar, which is like shampoo, conditioner, top, like those kind of things, mm-hmm. everything else, anything I would need. So again, Sam for blush, blush doesn't provide Sam's color. So I get all my own color, all my own styling products, everything to perform a service on a client. So if I need a mousse or a gel, I have to purchase that to use on the client. So mm-hmm. I'm purchasing what we sell to so show them. It. So your employees, or sorry, your booth renters are getting it from Blush. Yes. They don't so, go to like Cosmoprof? No. Nope, is that they not get allowed? It from Blush. Or no, they just don't? it's not allowed because those kind of stores don't sell what we sell. So we sell salon exclusive stuff. You can't go into Ulta. You can't go into Cosmoprof. You can't go into mm-hmm. any product store and get what we sell because we sell top of the line. So I have a contract with my people I buy from and then they buy from me but they just get like wholesale price Mm -hmm. so So they buy it from you for wholesale price exactly okay yep and then retail price is different yeah and so then um I'll give them like free products you sell this many we do fun like little competitions okay this week whoever sells the most gets a free this or so we incentivize that way we also incentivize with trips we do a lot of fun girl trips where we go and learn Mm -hmm. and play and blush will buy their tickets to oh, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to um, San Francisco last December, and that was a big one. And then we went to... And these are all, like, education, education. fun things. Yep. So we play, that. play, play, go to some education, play some more. So it's really fun. And yeah. So Blush will buy their tickets that way, too. And then um, those are probably our biggest ones. We've also talked that we talked one of our goals for this next year is the biggest seller in a quarter getting a week free booth rent. Ooh. those kind of things so yeah. really they're like heck yeah because then yeah. they can come and make all this money and not have to pay any booth rent mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different ways to but i think seeing their checks at the end of the quarter is a huge incentive enough because yeah. we're we want to give back as much as they put into it yeah well those are fun incentive ideas we've yeah. done like they could earn a gift card or whatever but i don't want to win a trip i know <laughs> I'd be so like fun. crazy <laughs> yeah maybe that will get our girls to start selling more <laughs> That's really I feel cool. like you guys kill it, though. Every time you post something, I'm like, oh, I need that. I want that. I need that. <laughs> and I feel like we're doing a lot better. And we have mm-hmm. girls who are motivated, but there's also a lot of girls who aren't. Yes. There's always going to be Which those. is fine, but mm-hmm. it's like, that's why I'm like, how, what have you done I to think get them really motivated? Is, so some of the girls were like, we had a vote because we were afraid if we posted the, um, how much they were selling. On the back wall, like it's it didn't, the style, like clients can't see it. Yeah, just we can. Um, we were like, we'll do that if you guys want it, or we can do it privately. But they were all like, post them, yeah. and a couple of girls were like, 
I was so embarrassed. I freaking hustled. Like, it it was yeah. good to see because they saw what other people were doing. Oh, yeah. And some of the girls, like, I don't want to hear, well, I only work one day a week. Like, I don't want to hear the excuses because, excuses well, then for one day a week you could be selling this much. I know girls who work full-time that don't really care and girls that work one day a week that sell the most. Yeah. Our, it does not matter. Our girl who works two days a week, she works the least out of anyone in the salon. Mm-hmm. She sells the most in retail. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, we're always like, she is here eight times a month and she's selling thousands of dollars yeah. and it's you're so here impressive. 30 days and <laughs> selling zero dollars. I know. Which, well, and I think the other thing that really helps us is we do a lot of education in our, like I bring, or so we sell Orbe and R&Co mm-hmm. and they're two really high end products, but I'll bring educators from them into the salon to educate them on how to use the products. So it's easy to sell because we truly believe in what we're selling. We're not just selling to get money. Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't want, I don't want you to come in and spend 160 bucks on your cotton color to go home and wash it out with your swab. Like yeah. I yeah. want you to take home, you know, if you're investing that much into your hair, you need to invest in what you're using it at home. Yeah. So if you change your mindset, then it helps a lot. So we have a lot of, we've had like group cause we do salon meetings once a month, if not every other month. And instead of having, like, a meeting, it'll be like, okay, this tonight's all about how can we up our product sales and we talk about, you know, ways we can talk to our clients about using good products and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So awesome. cool. Yeah. I know. I love that. We need to have you come in and talk to our girls. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. Good thing you started selling this month. <laughs> I know. Shit. I'd be, like, here, like, <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> We never talked about it until, like, more recently, and we made a goal. She made her goal and doubled it already, and the month's not even oh, over. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, that's something. We do check-ins, mini check-ins, mm-hmm. and the, the, we set goals for that kind of stuff, too. So Yeah, we got a lot of these things mm-hmm. to implement. I know. I the mini check-ins help so much, because sometimes there's things that I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't know that was going on if I didn't. You know, like, one of the girls was like, well so-and-so just kind of gets into my locker and uses whatever she needs and she pays me back but like don't do that and I didn't yeah. know what's going on and she didn't feel comfortable and tell our mini check-in to say that you know so you I could step in and do it instead of her having to go and cause drama I just was like hey remember like we have lockers with locks for a reason like don't touch if it's not yours yeah yeah and it was super easy and like no drama because it cool. was just clean and yeah so mini check-ins helped a ton do you do that like quarterly or do you no it's just me and pug and then the girl oh so we make them sign up it's like a 15 minute slot and we spend like three hours doing it but it's fine it's so I learned that I learned that at my freaking Connecticut class I want to go to that class oh and you'll just does she still do them yeah she does them. What's her it name? It was my favorite, Jamie C. I'll tag you too. Okay. So Salt <laughs> Hair, Salt Dot Hair, oh, is her salon. So you yeah. have to see it's right across, and is then she has, mm-hmm. and then she has Salt Society, and that's their like group of education because her salon is called Salt. Oh, cute. Which is you guys would die if you saw it. She has like paintbrushes hanging, like that you balayage with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really cute. She's Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good class. I want I to do my hair one day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's so fun. Okay. Yeah. So. I know. Sorry. Well, I'm just wondering. So our questions, we talked about retail. If you were structuring your business right now with everything you know, what would you have done differently? Or um, like, okay. does that, do you have something good there? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll ask that. And then. Yes, please. You can't go wrong. That's the thing, too, with finding your tribe is, like, you can't go wrong with any girl you go to. You're going to get the same, similar kind of. Yes. Do you have, like, tiers of stylists, like master stylists? Yes. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah, so the front desk is very upfront about that. Yes. Taking your husband Mm -hmm. to decide where everyone's at. Yeah. So, like, it's based off of, like, their experience. Okay. It's not based off of, like, how good their stuff is. Because I've got, like, Aubrey Hickenlooper, who is seven no ten months out of hair school and she's so good but it's just off experience so if they're building they're usually in the lower tier mm-hmm. and then we have like a medium tier and then the top oh. one where like me and sh- you guys follow any of my girls like shawnee and renee yeah. and like those girls are at but then when you go on our website you can see price points and you'll see but they only vary 10 to 30 dollars i would say oh, that's not, bad. No, not do- too bad so on Vigar, can you do different price points on Square? On Vagaro, you can, like, click on a girl, and her pricing is different than another girl? Mm-hmm. Can you do that on Square? Well, I don't let people go. I, you guys have how bossy I am. I don't let people book online like you do. <laughs> you have to call in. Mm-hmm. 
because we make them go through a email consultation. So I, so they call the front desk and they're like, I'm looking for the first time. Oh, you guys, how many hours have spent training this front desk? So I make them call in and, um, they're like, I want to come to you. I've never, and they're like, great. Have you been here before? No. And they're like, okay, let's get started with your customer profile. So they'll get their first name, last name, email, who they were referred by, how they found us, their credit card on file. They know our cancellation all over the phone. Then they say, okay, before we're going to book you, you're going to email us. You're going to send current pictures of your hair and gold pictures of your hair. Because we need to see what we're working with, right? Then as soon as you send us that, just leave your phone number in the bottom. We'll call you right back as soon as that comes through. Sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's like the next day. Mm -hmm. The front desk calls them back, books them with who they feel is the best fit within like the building, and then gives them a price quote that way. Or if they call and they're like, I really want to get in with Aubrey, great, I'm going to go ahead and hold your spot for you, but you have 24 hours to email us current pictures and gold pictures of your hair, and then oh we'll heck. make sure. If you don't, if we don't receive that in 24 hours, we'll just go ahead and cancel that appointment and wait to hear back from you. So it's really nice because I'm not going into a blind with your curly hair and you're like, so I want <laughs> all black. And I'm like, yeah. you have to fill that. It's going to take me four or five hours. Yeah. You have to fill it first and then... Then go dark. I always wonder that like with my hairstylist. I'm like, how do you know how much time to block off if it's like a new person? Because if I were to book with someone and they're like, oh, just a blonde, like a weave. No, no mine's not like not just a weave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would die if you just walked in. So yeah. then I can see what That's I'm working so cool. with, and I'm like, oh, I actually need an extra hour and a half, maybe two hours on her, or whatever. So that helps the front desk give the. So then, can you change the price? Yes. So yes. it's not like a set in stone. Not a set in stone. And the other thing is, is the girls do not ring up clients to the front desk. So they bring them up to the front desk, but every girl takes her own money. Mm-hmm. So if they were to buy product, Kayla would ring them out. But Aubrey comes up to the front, front desk, desk, finishes her transaction, and then finishes with Kayla with product. We do not take any of the girls' money at all. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't want to deal with that with taxes later and be like, well, that wasn't actually ours and this, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Payouts. Yeah. So that helps because we gave them a price quote, but really it's up to the stylist how much. And sometimes Kayla will go back and be like, hey, or if they're not there, she'll forward the email. We have like set up emails just for blush stuff. And so we'll forward the email to her. She'll be like, okay, give me five hours and tell her $140. And then Kayla will go book that. That's that awesome. makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally does. Okay. You are like freaking. <laughs> no. Boss babe. Woman. Oh my heck. Just a lot of trial and error. Front desk for years before doing this, and like it was not like that. If anything, this is my favorite. It and that's what I don't want to keep doing because mm-hmm. training them every time I have to get a new front desk girl, I want to stab well, myself in the like eye. But we call it our front desk sandwich. So they're the bread. Mm-hmm. The first thing and the last thing, mm-hmm. and then all the good stuff between it happens after. But that's why we put, put like a wall up, mm-hmm. just a little mini wall, so it makes you stop. So they greet them, they take care of them, like the front desk. It's the first person you talk to when you call in. It's the you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the only way we can word it, but it helps people realize how important. Like you don't have a sandwich without your bread. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really, really, really informative. I'm really excited <laughs> to talk to Maddie after this. I know, my life's like going a million miles a minute. I'm like, crap, we need a bigger space. <laughs> I say this every week, but this is my new favorite interview. This so is far. my like, favorite. Oh, thank yeah. you. I'm I, serious. My it's so so you guys feel me. I feel so hot. Like, I'm like, don't be dumb. Don't, no, I just, like, <laughs> no, you're doing really, right really good. And answers are and it's expecting. stuff we haven't heard before. Is that mm-hmm. what you were saying? Yeah. Like, it's all new and... Even, like, from classes we've taken, this is stuff I haven't heard before. Good. I'm glad so I could. if no one else is learning, I'm always, like, I am. <laughs> wanting to pick your guys' brain, and your social media game is oh my gosh. so good. <laughs> Thank you. So good. Yeah. No so, your question was, what, what would I do different? Yeah. So, I'll just ask it, because I don't know what no. you're going to have fun editing this one. Here, I'll ask. The question because I feel like you've asked all of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the party, Christmas. Let, let me join. Okay. Were you recording all the other stuff? Yeah, but I can, <gasps> it's super easy to cut out. And was I, but I wasn't talking close. Sorry, I thought we were. Oh, okay. no, no, no. We're not, it's gonna post not to post. Yeah. You can use whatever you want. I just, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, so if you were structuring your business right now, today, with everything that you know now, what would you have done differently than when you started and why? So, one thing I was so stressed about at the beginning was perfectionism and being, I'm such a perfectionist and I wanted it to be perfect from the moment we started. If I could go back and kick myself, I would because (laughs) 
the more you just let things happen, the better it flows. So right there, I would be a little more chill from the start. <laughs> um, the other thing is I would be, I was, it was weird cause I was more insanely worried about how things looked, how everybody was doing, like, are we doing okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I was really chill with the front desk. Yeah. And so now like I'm super chill. Life is good. Like I was even stressed about color on the walls. I remember being like, you guys, why is there color on the wall? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, well, it's a freaking salon. That's why there's color on the wall. You know, like you just chill out. It's just like building a brand new home and somebody dings your wall. Yeah. You want to die a little inside, you know, but so now it's definitely, um, it's just fun. Like I love color on the wall means we're doing good. Like we're busy and life is good and loudness and craziness and messy in the salon is okay because it all gets cleaned up and it just makes my heart full because we're full. Um, but I'd be more strict with the front desk because I feel like that makes or breaks your salon it gets very chaotic very quickly with well who booked that and well what am I doing on her and well you didn't give me enough time on her and all that stuff so going through and doing all of my front desk training I wish I I didn't start I went to a class that really helped with my front desk back in May Mm -hmm. so I didn't crack down for six seven months and so from then we've been really smooth. Um, but those first six months were rough. Like girls calling me, you know, like I don't have enough time for this. What, what? And I have to like put out all the fires yeah. where the, if the front desk runs smooth, the whole place runs smooth. That's, That's awesome. That is good yeah. to know. So you would start, you would have focused on your front desk mm-hmm. more than anything else. More than anything else. That's good to know for the girls who are wanting to start. So what advice would you give someone who wants to move from booth rent to opening a salon like yours or, you know, just a salon? Um, I would say do your research first. Just make sure we read a lot of books on business. We took my husband and I, we, we took a lot of like small business classes. We, um, listened to a lot of podcasts. We, you know, prayed a lot. I would say, just make sure that you're really prepared. I think people don't realize how much it takes to open a salon. Mm-hmm. Um, we saved and saved and saved. And I, kind of touching back on what you said earlier, I think the only reason Blush is doing so well is because we didn't loan it. We paid it in cash. Yeah. So we built it out and we started with cash. So we immediately we turned around making money. Yeah. Um, instead of having to pay off a loan first or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but we also planned for so much and then had like a budget like we had an incidental budget too of a lot more just in case and we hit the top of what we thought we'd spend just because you don't know I would say just do your research on what goes into furnishing a salon and if you're already going into one that's built Mm -hmm. that will help you a lot we had to build ours out um so just be prepared that way but expensive so expensive <laughs> and i don't think people realize oh they don't we do we like still are like holy <laughs> okay like, let me write a check but when when kristen and i were like okay we want to go on our own we don't want to booth rent we don't want to be partners with anyone like we just want to do our thing yes my laptop just died so i'm losing my notes <laughs> but um we this isn't in the notes anyways but so we were like okay we want to go on our own we had how big was that room 106 square feet mm-hmm. it was teeny what i thought you were saying my mic wasn't on i was like i'm gonna die okay (laughs) so we got this okay so when we wanted to go on our own do our own thing not be partners with anyone not work for anyone we just found we were in a hurry because we had clients the next day we were like okay we got to find a space but how big was our space it was like 160 square feet i think it was tiny and we just had saved from, like, our previous business, whatever, our previous clients and stuff. And we, was it $12,000? Yeah, we put in $12,000 in the tiny... 106 square feet. Mm-hmm. 160, whatever. But we it cost $12,000 to, like, fill it with beds, get product. I don't even know what else we... I don't know where the money went, but... Yeah, rent. There was, it was... It's insane. It was insane. And it was but, just gone in, like, three months, setting it all up. Yeah. Money was gone. But it was nice because we also didn't want to do any loans or anything. So we were like, hey, we have, this is as much as we have, which honestly is not a lot. (laughs) Like that was a tiny room and we've definitely had to put a lot more in since then. But 
but we were starting small because we were like, we have $12,000. What can we do with it? And that was all we could do at the time, but it worked. And once we started, we were making money. Yeah. We were making money. And then we saved that money and then we're like, okay, now we can open something a little bigger. Mm -hmm. And we have. And so it's been nice that way. But exactly. It's expensive. It's expensive. And I don't think people like you can't just be like, I'm going to open a salon. No. And then just like poof, it happens. Like you, do you want to buy your building or do you want to lease your building? Are you going to provide everything? Are you going to have like suites where they have to provide all their own stuff? Like there's a ton of different options. So do your research first. Mm -hmm. But on the contrary to that, don't be afraid of it. Yes. You know, there were a lot of people. I remember my, I really hope I don't get in trouble for this. My own (laughs) in-laws. They're two of the like most amazing human beings, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but they worry for us. And I remember my mother-in-law being like, why would you want to do that? Like, why? (laughs) And just be like, are you guys sure? Like, you're putting a lot of money into it. Like, so more worried for us. Yeah. But it's hard because you get that negative, you know, feeling. And you're like, no, we got this. We got this. And I had come from a hard situation where um, I wasn't welcome to stay anymore because I wanted to open up my own. And so that was really hard, too, because I thought, you know, well... Where am I going to work in the meantime? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought, we even thought, well, it'll it'll happen quick. It'll come together quick. And it didn't. Like, I think we were seven or eight weeks after what we thought, what we were told we would open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took, you know, so we were six months into building it out. And there's just a lot more into it than you would expect. But as long as you do your research and you've got a good crew behind you, mm-hmm. you can do it. Yeah. That is so cool. So if one of your booth renters came and was like, I'm ready to open my own, you would support them fully. This is so good that you bring this up because um, I can see that happening in the near future. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got a girl who works for me. She's become, they all have become like family to me. Her in particular, she like blush won't, wouldn't be the same without her. Um, but she is a chief and not an Indian. Is that okay to say? Yeah. yeah. She's totally like, <laughs> yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I can see her wanting to open up her own. Um, and Pug and I would support her a thousand percent. We just, there's plenty to go around. There's never, you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's plenty of heads to, of hair to do. Yeah. And there's plenty of amazing, talented people to fill your salon with. Yeah. Um, so I could see it happening. I, secretly hope it doesn't leave me (laughs) but I would never do what was done to me yeah um and I feel like why like the more the merrier why not be sisters in it instead of competitors in it yeah you know um there's this brand new salon going in on the corner so I'm in the center of the street and there's so like four doors on have you guys been to even Stevens yeah Yeah. next door to them okay yeah that's really close really close (laughs) and it's giant it dwarfs us it's like two floors, twice as big as us. It's just giant. Is it just a and new? Or is brand it a, brand it's new. It's not a... It was just a vacant like a building franchise? like that. No. It's just like I a, don't think it is. I don't know. I, d- I think it's just a brand new... Yeah. Um, But Dang. you guys saw our salon before we... So it was like a hole in the wall. Like yeah. It was a gross dungeon that we had to bring to life. They've had to do the same thing. So they're still working on that, but they're going to be a full salon and spa. And my dream would be... Like, because do you guys consider this spa-ish? What do you... Like, yeah. my dream would be a salon in this. Yeah. If that makes sense. We, so. Yeah. I mean, we're not as, like, spy. I've, when I picture spa, I picture, like, like massage, massage facial. Yeah. We're more mm-hmm. like, we just call it a studio. Aesthetic studio. beauty yeah. studio or yeah. aesthetic studio. So they're going to have all that. And that's, like, exactly what I would love to have yeah. in the next little while. Um, And people will come in and they're like, is that actually a salon going in down there? And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. And they're like, well, what the heck? And I'm like, it's fine. It's going to be great. Like, the more the merrier. It only brings more business to our street. You know, yeah. like, you have to think of it different. It can't all be like, well, I was here first, you know. Yes. Yeah. Somebody was there before I even was. Uh-huh. They're in Ogden alone. If you look at Ogden and all of the salons in Ogden, on 25th Street, there's like six or seven. And they're next door to each other. Yeah. And then for me, you have like the beauty click around the corner. You have like chandelier you have all of 25th street you have one down washington the new um blank canvas like mm-hmm. there's so many around us and everybody's killing it were. doing their yeah. own thing yeah yeah and as long as you're just doing your own like we all have our own vibe and so we get clients based on that 
Yeah. So there's plenty to go around. Well, yeah, and your ideal client is probably not going to be the same ideal client as who's coming in on the corner. Exactly. Or who's down the street. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's awesome that you, you're not looking at it as a competition. Yeah. I think that's a really important mindset that anybody in the beauty industry needs to have because, especially in Utah, there's so, so many. <laughs> Yeah. But it's like if they're grow it's I don't know, it's if they're growing and people are finding about their services, like it is just growing the industry mm-hmm. and building a buzz around. Totally. So it doesn't matter. Like totally. it's, it's building everyone's business and yeah, abundancy over scarcity is totally mm-hmm. how I, I like to see it too. So it's refreshing when other people see it that way. I feel like mostly new girls from what I've experienced who are, like, you know, in their first year or so, mm-hmm. are, like, so worried about it. And it just, like, breaks my heart. Because I'm, like, if you just were not worried about how many clients Stacy had or mm-hmm. that your girl or that your client ended up going to someone else, like, if you just were not focused on that, you would grow so much more. Yeah, if you just focus on your hustle. Yeah. So, like, we talk about that with our salon. I've got a group of girls that are brand new or newer within the last couple of years and they're building. Mm-hmm. And we really focus on, like your Instagram hustle, like a ton comes from social media. Mm-hmm. Like when we, when they call on the front desk, we ask where they heard about us. I'd say 90% saw us on some sort of social media. And then the other 10% was like, Oh, my girlfriend goes there. Yeah. You know? So we talked to them about, we'll just focus on you, post your work, show your game, do your hustle and you'll build because yeah. it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. everybody else is doing. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's so I love cool. that. I would love to talk to you about your Instagram because I feel like both <laughs> your personal one and your your personal business one and your salon page have just they're just booming. Thank you. So, I feel like that about you guys. I'm like, you know your secrets. <laughs> no, so what are like I don't know, maybe your top two tips or something that you really think is important about Instagram that maybe you teach your girls how to do to build theirs or just yeah. anything you can share with the audience? Yeah. Um so I feel like I have too much backstory, but I, to give a little background to it, Uh I was very overwhelmed in the beginning, um, trying to find a balance to make sure my cup was full at all times and to be all that I could be. But if I, I felt like if I was killing it with salon stuff, being a wife and mom was suffering. If I was killing it at home, like all the laundry's done, the house looks great. I probably had a list a mile long of things I needed to get done for the salon. Mm-hmm. And if I felt like both of those were doing good, my Sam business, I don't know what you to call that, but me <laughs> as a business clientele yeah, type, yeah. was suffering. Yeah. Um, so I actually hired help and that was one of the best things I ever did. Um, so I do the app called, Un- is it Unum or Unum? U-N-U-M. Yeah, I've heard of it. You guys have heard Unum, of it? I am, yeah. So it's this app that you can download that you can put all of your posts in it and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I started putting all that together, and then I would have my front desk run it all. They can also log in from their phone using my account. At that, So they have the app on their phone. They can just log right in, and they can go and po- post for blush. Mm-hmm. So I can get it ready, but I'm not constantly on my phone trying to post for Blush, trying to post for Sam, trying to do a story for, you know, or give openings. So the front desk helps me a lot with that. And then I hired a girl who did a really good, like, course with me on um, how to build and how to build your brand. And once I mapped out my brand from there, I was good to move forward. What I wanted it to look like. Like, I feel like you guys know your brand kills it. <laughs> like, you've got your watermarks. You've got your background. Like, you have it aesthetically ple- appeasing. <laughs> pleasing, whatever the word is. And so, once I learned that, it was good to go. So, using Unum and getting a brand and, like, my mood board and the vibes I was going for. Once I had a clear vision of where I wanted to go, it was much easier to go there. Mm-hmm. So, I would say put together how you want it to feel and to like get a certain client. I don't want, I don't post pixies because I don't want pixies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't post long black hair, all one color a lot. Cause I don't want everybody to come in and just do an Oliver color. Like they're bread and butter, but they're, it's not creative for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not posting brows cause I don't want to do brows. Yeah. So that helps focus on what you do want to do and then 
those kind of clients will flock to you. But you have a girl that like kills it on Pixies, don't you? I've seen yes, her page. Short hair by Shawnee. Yeah. 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 So it's so like you, she, everyone has their she niche. Literally only does hair from shoulders up and it says on her Instagram, she's turned people away because they have hair longer than their, their shoulders. So exactly. Find your niche and go with that. And then your Instagram and your social media will boom. Yeah. And don't just the post riches just to are post. in the niches. Yeah. <laughs> is it niche or niche? I don't know. I don't know. I always say niche. I, think, <laughs> I but niche. I think that's so important. I remember when people. I think a lot of people coming out of school, especially from aesthetics, try to offer everything. Mm-hmm. We did that. We they wax every single part of the body. They do the jack of all trades. Lash extensions. They are going to hair school now. I don't know. They're, they're doing everything and. You don't have time for that. No. I think it is good to have your wax pot on all day if yes. you're doing lashes because adding on a brow wax, so easy, easy 10 bucks, whatever. Or we charge 25. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I said like, 10 bucks. <laughs> Whoa. Um, it's just like a super easy add-on, but I'm I'm not posting waxing services because I don't want to be a, what is it, a, a waxologist yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, But I feel like when we first started – we were post I mean I guess we were primarily lashless but I feel like we were trying there was a time where we were trying to throw everything in and surprisingly we were probably less busy during that time mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree mm-hmm. than when we like niched the down to lashes in. and yeah. now it's like people are yeah, always so filling I our beds I had a really hard time coming on to the going niche even though I was only doing lash lifts all day long that's not I didn't think it was good to post about that all day long but now that we are doing that so much busier. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's that. so true. You like, what did you say? The niches, the, the riches, riches are the niches. niches. <laughs> I but I that. think it was hard for us. And I think it goes along with like finding your brand and what you want is because we were trying to build a salon. So we were like, our, we want our studio to offer everything. But at the time it was only me and her. So we were like, well, crap, we have to have every, we have to right. do everything. But now that we have other girls doing the body waxing and stuff, we like cut it off our books, yes. which is so nice. Well, we had somebody even call in the other day, and they were like, um, I'd like to book a perm. And the front desk was like, okay, let me put you on hold. And she's like, <laughs> I don't even know if anybody here does that. And we don't. Not a single girl does. And at first, I was like, no, don't turn away a customer. Like, what can yeah. we do? And then she's like, will we do it? And I'm like, no, I won't do that. <laughs> and so I think, well, it's okay to turn them away because we want those coming for what we specialize in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that. I love... And I think, too, it's confusing when people are like, find your brand. At first, I was like, well, what the H does that even mean? <laughs> find your brand. And I think once you really research that and discover that, you will fly. Like, just cohesiveness and the way. And don't post just to post. Don't be like, oh, I do haircuts. Here's a haircut. And it's like, you have to care about how it looks and the whole, the whole Instagram. Thing. Yes, yes. And it is a job. It is a second job for sure. Um, I've had to designate certain times of the week or hours of the day where I have to do social media and my husband's really good about it. It's never when Rocky is awake or with yeah. me. Um, and I try not to do it when it's time, quality time with my husband, but he knows like, you know, an hour a day or an hour every other day, I have to sit down and get it ready. Um, and so finding just the balance with that helps, but you do have to put the time into it. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm not, I don't have any clients. And you haven't posted in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we hear that a lot. I know. It's hard. It and is so I hard. also wanted to say one more thing about you were talking about finding your brand and all mm-hmm. that. The thing that really helped me and Maddie the most was we hired someone to do a whole rebranding process with mm-hmm. us. We had to fill out all this information about the ideal client that we wanted, kind of what we thought we wanted our brand to be. And then she helped us streamline it. We got a graphic designer that helped us you know, design all of our aftercare cards, our logo, everything. Yes. And it was a lot of money, but I would say (laughs) it was so, so, so worth it. Mm -hmm. So if you do want to, well, actually, I just think if you are a stylist and you want to create your own brand, especially if you're booth renting somewhere, get a graphic designer or go through some sort of branding process that's going to help you do that. Yeah. We're actually going to another branding we're going to allison you know allison's oh, brand school yes. because we feel like we have the look of it but now we're like okay like why are we doing this what is like our ultimate goal so we're like it was nice that you said that but like inside i'm like i feel like i don't know my branding like i do i know what it's supposed to look like but and you can feel always like be, yeah but you can improving be adjusting or, it a little yeah, bit yeah. too 
and yeah. trying and sometimes your brand works for a minute and then you're you hit a lull and you're like okay how how are we going to reach people even better yeah yeah so. i agree take me with you to your class Come. i love that <laughs> i know we're excited so excited fun. about it all right well that was tons of oh. good info i learned so much i'm so excited to re-listen to this over and over and over again <laughs> but thank you so much for coming all the way down here and recording with us today loved hearing your story and all that awesome info thank you guys so much this fun. was so fun was i know fun. okay but where can everyone find you on instagram so my instagram handle is at sam.blushbeauty and then my salon is just at blushbeautyandco and you have to spell out the a-n-d um okay. it's not the ampersand sign it's <laughs> spell it out yeah. um and then you can reach us at blushbeautyandco at gmail.com or if you need to talk to me directly it's just samantha.hurst at hotmail.com Perfect. Okay. Thank well, you, guys. Thank you. It was so fun. So make sure you check her out on Instagram, both her salon and her personal. And then while you're at it, check us out, which is beautymavenscollective.com. Oh, no. It's <laughs> at beautymavenscollective. But you can go to our website, which is beautymavenscollective.com slash podcast. And we will have the show notes with all of today's links and a recap of the episode. Plus, you can listen straight from that if you're not on like i guess you'd already be listening <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying it's late okay well thank you guys and we'll X- see you next week xl beauty maven, maven. <laughs>